Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same. We just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is okay. How to Have Threesomes. I'm And I'm And we've been gone for a while. No, we're not dead. Thank you guys for your concern. We're also not breaking up. We've just been really busy working on our house. But we missed you guys dearly. And now we are back with another episode. You. You. So the most <laughs> exciting thing is, is that we had one of our old threesome girls back into our house the other night. And we had this super crazy sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see her again. She has a boyfriend now. They got in some big fight. And she showed up at our house. Um, and it was a little weird. I, I think, had a better understanding of what was going on than I did. Yeah, I think I thought there was about to be a threesome happening. But I saw that she just really wanted to, like, almost, like, make her boyfriend feel bad or, like, I feel like we're like kind of the dangerous couple and he knows about us or he knew what happened with us in the past. So he's a little bit nervous of her being around us. And I feel like she just wanted to be like, yo, I just did this. I'm my own woman. I'm free to do as I choose. And yeah, she came over just because she knew that we're people that, that she trusts and she's going to be safe with us. Yeah, we, we do not condone cheating. Like even if she had shown up really wanting to have a threesome, that's not something I would have been comfortable with because we know her boyfriend. I know that they are at least attempting to be monogamous, but it was interesting to me that even though we haven't seen her in a while, that we were still the people she felt closest to, right? Like, she has a lot of friends out here, but when shit hit the fan, she showed up at our doorstep crying and needing comfort and then just spent the night at our house. She, like, put on my sweatpants and then climbed into our bed and just, like, fell asleep. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess you're staying then. (laughs) And then she left in the morning, and that was it. Even if we wanted to have a threesome with her, we're not going to make that happen because her boyfriend treats her really, really, really good. Like, 
We cannot offer her what he's offering her. Yeah, her life is so much better with him. He pays for her stuff. He takes care of her. He, he is patient sure with her. Safe. Yeah, he's he's a really good guy. Like, and he's not rude to her. He's not abusive. He's like such a good guy. So, and that for those reasons, we would never want to do anything to like jeopardize that. But it was nice just to have Rover and to know that uh, our old threesome girls still feel comfortable with us and want to uh, want to come hang out with us sometimes. Yeah, she's hot. She's really like she. I was like having dinner and she just walked in the door and I was like, "Damn, you're pretty." I was like, "Wow, we did that. We pulled that. Dope." Like nothing's happening, but it's still nice to be reminded of a uh, standards. <laughs> that being said, we saw them a couple weeks earlier at one of the worst places in the world. It's called a nightclub. It hates nightclubs. I, I for the most part hate night, nightclubs too. When I was younger, I used to love them. When I was like seventeen, I had a fake ID and was like going out every night to nightclubs. I was like, this is the best thing in the world. But I also like, I didn't have a lot of really amazing memories from them, other than being with my male friends. You'd think of it would be a good place to like go and meet people and like hook up, but it's not. It's like there's just like kind of like disillusioned kind of like vibe in there. Everyone is kind of keeping to themselves. Uh, everyone's trying to promote themselves as a, as their best selves, like getting all dressed up and sexy. But when it comes to actually talking to people, it's extremely hard at a nightclub. And it just, it just feels kind of fake. Yeah, I would like to make the distinction that I love being in nightclubs when I'm being paid to perform. Like when I'm doing circus or aerials. I'm having the best time ever because I'm not in the crowd with the sweaty, drunk, mumbling people. I get to be above the crowd and just kind of enjoy the music and the lights. But it was very strange because and I don't normally drink. So we were at this club and everyone's wasted and just hot and sweaty. It's like tropical mess. And there were like three or four different girls that we were kind of flirting with. And they seemed one of them was really, really down. And I was like, not feeling it. And then we saw our old threesome girl show up with her boyfriend. And from like 40 feet away, literally hundreds of people, me and both looked at her and were like, fuck, she is so much prettier than everyone else here. Just like cleaner, well put together, like fucking beautiful. And then like two weeks later, she was back at our house. But I don't know, nightclubs, the whole like drunk people yelling in your face, what's your name? Where are you from? Like you're never going to have an actual connection, find out anything about people unless you're then like maybe going to a house party after. Like if it's just a stepping stone to like, a more intimate environment where you guys can actually talk at, but also like you can't really talk with drunk people. It, they're like, they're like babies. I don't know. Yeah. Having lived out in LA, there's like different parties that you can go to here. The best ones I'd say are like the villa parties where you get invited by a friend and you meet other people that are like your friend, you know, and they all have good vibes and everyone kind of has like an entryway into conversation. Like, how do you know dot, 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 you know what I mean? It's just, it creates natural conversations that are super easy to have. And everyone is kind of on their best behavior because you know, you all have mutual friends there and you don't want to like, you know, say anything inappropriate. But a nightclub, on the other hand, is kind of like more anonymous. You come in there and it, you're kind of coming there to get it on, I feel like, or to meet people for that like sexual reason. And because of that, it creates like a really big tension between people. Uh, so I don't know. I just I've I've had such good experiences sexually and even just making friends going to like villa parties, friends parties. But when it comes to nightclubs, I haven't had a lot of success. Yeah. And I mean, this could just be my experience, but I imagine it would be similar for other girls that I am way more likely to get groped or harassed in a nightclub by a man than I would at like a house party or like a friend's like kind of, you know, gathering. And that's one reason why when I talk to couples, a lot of you guys have been writing still about, you know, where to find people and the best transitions and stuff. And I don't necessarily recommend going to a place that's loud, crowded, drunk rowdy right where like a lot of women have to kind of be on this defensive you know 
don't let your drink get spiked. Don't let your phone get stolen. Don't let someone rub up against you in a weird way. Like you, you should be in a place where you can relax. So like things that I recommend instead of going to nightclub, right? Like go to a comedy club together where you guys can like talk about the show or go watch a movie or go to a concert or a festival or something that you can enjoy, but it's not just like... Yeah, festivals are something completely different. Festivals are 10 out of 10 awesome, but especially, I mean, this is just me because I live in like barefoot and leggings, but the idea that women are usually in high heels and these really tight, uncomfortable clothing to me... Like if I get dressed up and go out, I just don't, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to stand there and hear your shitty stories for an hour. But if I'm at someone's house and we're like chilling by the pool and we've had dinner and I feel relaxed and I can actually like chill and find people I vibe with, that is a way more conductive, conductive, conducive uh, experience um, to to having connection than possibly finding your unicorn or third or just a a new best friend. So we're going to skip in here real quick to do a giveaway for our favorite product ever, Uberloo. So the first two people uh, to comment pineapples on the picture of this podcast, podcast, the cover of this podcast that I'm going to post on the Instagram. If you guys comment pineapples, uh, the first two people will be entered in the giveaway. It only ships to America and Canada at the moment, I believe, uh, but the reviews have been really good. Uh, I appreciate the photo evidence of its... Uh, benefits shall we say you guys have been very sherry this month which i guess is a good thing means he loves that photo evidence means our advice is working it's just unexpected sometimes if i'm like in public and i think it's going to be like a review of the podcast and then it's like oh it's an orgy good morning uh but i'm happy for you guys things are going well for a lot of you um and that makes me so proud so I know everyone is really wanting their very own Uberlube, and if you guys don't happen to win the giveaway this week, you're always welcome to enter it next week, or you guys can go straight to their website and use our discount code threesome in your checkout for a little nifty uh, discount coupon codesy. Um, or when you are done with your giveaway sample, then you can buy yourself more, because clearly, once you have it, you will know that you cannot live without it. So back to the rest of the episode. There's an interesting study I read the other day. I want you guys to look down at your hands right now. All right, look at your index finger and look at your ring finger. Which one is longer? Or are they the same size? Which one is longer? They're the same, but the ring finger is a little bit longer. Yeah, slightly. On the left hand, what about your right hand? Same. Okay, so on my hand, my ring finger is like almost longer than my middle finger. It's way bigger than my index, on my right at least. On my left... Your hands are not even. (laughs) So I read a study that said that if your ring finger is longer than your index, then you were exposed to more testosterone pre-birth, which means that, as they say in the study, that you were actually better looking, potentially. You had a bigger dick, potentially. I I think that study's full of shit. I think it happens. I think it happens that my beautiful fiance with, I'm not even going to say it, with qualities that match what he just described. (laughs) Just because he has uneven fingers, I think he really likes the idea that this is an actual factual study. I do not understand why being exposed to testosterone in the womb would make only one finger bigger and only on men uh, on one side of your body. If you don't believe me, you can go look it up. <coughs> Bullshit. Some people don't uh, don't agree with it, but mm-hmm. I think that that's pretty accurate. Sounds like some pseudoscience <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, but there is one thing. People with a longer ring finger, it's not all good for us. You're actually supposed to be more likely to get prostate cancer, as far as I'm aware. So, not all good news. And if people are predisposed to prostate cancer, what do they do about it? Go see their doctor, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, man. Okay, 
he doesn't even know. So men, like women, should be going in every year for full sexual health screenings and checkups. Men can get their prostate checked just like women can get their cervix checked for precancerous and or any other type of diseases. So get yourself checked. Be healthy. Be sexy. Live forever. You know, the trail. So if you are a guy with a high sex drive and have a long ring finger, then you should probably go and get checked out. <laughs> me included. Or just <laughs> everyone in general. Okay. They wants me to loop back around to the story about our ex recent girl coming over to the house. And uh, it was really interesting that night. I feel like I didn't really understand why she was there. Um, but I understood like within like two minutes, like just the way she acted and everything. And it's just interesting because from everything that happened that day, it seemed like she really wanted to have more freedom in her life. Like right before she left, it was really interesting. It was like, hey, make sure you wear your helmet or something. On your big, fast motorcycle that you're not a very good driver. And she was like, got super angry at you. Like, don't tell me that. You're not a mom. You can't tell me what to do. Da, da, da. Like, just out of nowhere. But it, it kind of lines up with how she came across that night in, in all. And it's that not wearing a helmet is something she can do that feels like her own choice. Whether it's a good choice or a bad choice. When you make a choice like that, when you break someone's rules, it feels like you're in control of your own life. And I think that by breaking her boyfriend's rules and coming over to hang out with us, it felt like it was a choice that she made that was her own. And she had her freedom back again. And I think it's just an interesting situation with her and her boyfriend because her boyfriend literally takes care of everything for her. Like when she came over, she said, um, I haven't been able to eat for the entire day. Every time we get into a fight, I don't have money to, to buy food and he doesn't buy food for me when we're in a fight and I don't like that and da 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 da. And it's just so interesting. Like the one the one bit of advice I gave to her and I would give to anyone who doesn't feel like they have a lot of power in the relationship is to make your own money. Because if you don't have enough money to feed yourself when something goes wrong with your partner, that's not a good situation to be in. You know? And so I gave her a couple of like, it doesn't have to be a huge amount of money, just put a little bit aside in savings. So if anything goes wrong, you have a way out. So I, I talked to her about like going onto like Fiverr.com is one website where you can like freelance and make a couple dollars here or there. I, like I told her, she's really pretty. So I told her about like, you know, uh, a site where you can sell your stock photos or whatever else. But anything that you can do to, to like gain a bit of power in, your, in the relationship is going to be so helpful. And it's going to make the part, your partner feel better too. Like as another example, has been making a lot of money recently. We've been um, teaching circus and has so many girls that she teaches. And it's really interesting what it's done to the power dynamic in our relationship. I feel like it's given her a lot more power where when I worked at Cirque du Soleil, I had all the power. I could do whatever I wanted. It was, it was a very different power dynamic. But now that is making more money than me even, it, it just, it, it means that she's more of an equal. I feel like our sex has gotten better because I look at her as an equal now rather than like um, taking care of you and da, da, da. You know what I mean? It feels like we're together because we choose to be get together, not because we have to be, or not because one of us is like doing it out of like, you know. Well, I'd like to preface that by saying he was never taking care of me. I've always, from the first day of our relationship, like I pay for my own food. I'd always like pay for my half of the rent, whatever. Like there were definitely times he had more money. Like if we went out for movies or something, you know, he would cover the tickets. Um, but I do think it's funny that one had the upper hand not the upper hand you know but had more weight in the relationship at least in that aspect you know it kind of came along with him being able to make these requests I don't want to say demands that's a strong word but these requests you know of threesomes of flirting with other girls of you know kind of involving more people sexually and I'm just having a chuckle to myself thinking how lucky is that that is not where I go when I have more power in the relationship like now that I'm making 
the most money I've ever made in my life, the only thing that I do without his permission is I buy a lot of houseplants. And I might be adopting another dog this week, right? Like that, that's the way that I act out. He would be like, more threesomes. And I'm like, <laughs> more succulents. Um, and I think he's blessed that I'm not like, you know what? Now that I'm a free woman, I'm going to go get some dick. Like that would, that would be very interesting to watch. I'll have to go through that someday. Um, I would like to loop back though, um, explaining something. Because I think it's important as a lot of you ask me, you know, how do you know if your unicorn is the right match and this and that. And this girl... Um, we just got to give her a name for the episode. Let's just call her. Oh, it's a bit late now. We're like already. I know, but just for the sake of it, we're going to call her Sarah. Okay. This girl, Sarah. The main problem I had with her, the reason why we had a falling out, even though she's like 15 out of 10 hot, like she is so beautiful, is that she made me feel like I had to be her parent. She was so reckless and wild and just kind of immature in her choices that every time we were with her, I felt like I couldn't relax or have fun. Like if we were to party with her, I would always have to be like, hey, don't go snort drugs from a random stranger. Hey, don't fall off the roof. Please wear your helmet. When are you coming back? Do you have your phone? Like shit that I should not have to be doing to someone who, by the way, is older than me. But, you know, she was always falling, getting cut up and having people, you know, like her life is just really chaotic. And I feel like that to me was what ruined it kind of and he didn't have to deal with any of that because he's you know he doesn't not that he doesn't care but because I was the one taking all of the worry they could both just kind of relax and have this like fun flirty time while I was like cleaning up their dishes and watching her just be a mess um so when she showed up again I was like oh it's it's been a while maybe she's changed like we haven't seen her in like a year or two and then by the morning I was like oh you are such a mess like get out of my house oh my god um, and I think that's just something for everyone to keep in mind is no matter how hot they are, if you are going to involve them in your lives at all, like more than a one night stand, if they have chaotic energy, it will pass over into everything else in your life. Especially if you or your partner have that balance where like, he tends to worry about things more, but I tend to like be the person who's like, are you SDD tested? Are you wearing your helmet? You know, this, that, and the other, like kind of worry about safety precautions. So someone like that, uh, really stressed me out. Another thing about her um, is that in their culture, it's very uh, normal to kind of be like in a sugar baby type relationship, right? Hot girls find older guys who have a lot of money to pay for them. And to me, that just sounds fucking awful. Like, I would not want to be indebted to anyone. So the fact that she comes to me and goes, oh, he's such an asshole. He won't pay for my food when we fight. And I was like, why the fuck do you need to get your food from a man? Like, you're what, like 26 years old? You can't pay for your own food? And like, literally, she has not a dollar without him. And he's paying for her bike and her house and her phone and her jewelry and her hair appointments. And I was like, you kind of don't get to complain about anything he says. And by the way, his demands, I'm fairly sure, are um, reasonable sure. because he's a really, really nice guy. So she's lucky that she's not with someone who can abuse that power. But I have never understood why women would willingly give all their power to someone else like that, and then have the audacity to like try and make demands. I'm like, no, you kind of gave up your power when, you know, you're like a child again. I don't know. That's just my thing. Um, I think I'm now really picky about who we bring into our lives because hearing stress like that, and he's so sweet. He'll just snuggle them and be like, oh, it's okay. Like you got this. You'll be okay. And I'm like, you're a dumbass. Like I can't, <laughs> I don't know. It's not my thing. Um, but she was nice to look at. Yeah, it's funny. We saw her on Instagram a couple days later, like posting this like amazing, almost naked picture. And I was like, she's hot, but she's not worth it. <laughs> That's kind of our catchphrase uh, for a lot of 
these girls out here, especially these Russian girls who are beautiful, beautiful Russian girls. But you know that what they want is to have everything paid for. And I'm, I'm not stereotyping guys. Like I'm not raised against Russians. We have a lot of Russian friends and like straight up, that's what they told me. Their mothers have raised some of them being like, if you're not beautiful, you're not worth someone's time and you need to get a boob job. So a nice man will pay for all your shit. Like that's just how they were raised. Um, and it's really interesting watching how they go about the dating scene versus like, you know, my Australian or American friends. And they have very different goals um, in life. And when they get into fights with their partners, they seem to be left more stranded than others sometimes, unless they've been like piggy banking away from their allowance. I don't know. Interesting. Whenever I see this girl now, I picture what it would take to be beneficial in her life. With Sarah or any pretty girl? With Sarah. Oh, with any pretty girl, but with Sarah, it's a little bit more clear because she's right in front of us. She's like an actual physical person that I can kind of create like a real scenario with. And I'm looking at her right now and I look at her boyfriend and he is paying for her, is bringing her on amazing vacations every weekend to nice hotels and dinners and all of this. And I look at that and I'm like, I'm not willing to do more than that as a threesome man. Like maybe one day I would be, you know, when we're like 40 and we need a a girl and we were just we're gonna be hot when we're 40 why are you doubting yourself 60 then <laughs> i don't know so that's only in like 10 years for you so shut up when i'm 60 <laughs> 40. Yeah. anyway but but i just i look at like what they're currently getting and then i look at what i'm willing to give and i feel like that's where it stops with a lot of girls you know i look at them and i'm like what do you want in life am i able to give this to you no okay then never mind let's let's not pursue this anymore let's leave it where it is and you know, we can still be friends or whatever, but I'm not going to try and pursue you. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a newer thought. When I was younger, I would have just gone for it or like I would have just, you know, try to lead people on. But now I just feel like it's a lot healthier to like look at that situation, look at what they're getting and just be like, you know, if I'm not willing to do more than that, then I shouldn't really be trying to pursue this girl. Yeah. I Unless she's like super keen on pursuing you for some reason, then fuck, go for yeah, it. Yeah, most of them aren't. As soon as they realize, I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay for your life just to have you around. Like, I, I don't need your company that badly. Um, also the best quote of all time I had it it was the first words in my book is that how do you get a girl you get a girl by making her more of whatever she wants to become so whoever she wants to become you have to make her more of that yeah solid advice also guys the audiobook is now almost completely complete <laughs> it's not going to be out for a little while. It starts the process on, on audible.com, but it is almost done. And the only thing is I wrote that book like five years ago now, and I'm a completely different person. now. He's like, matured a little bit. Fuck, He's feeling the cringy. I'm like I so felt the cringy. I'm so embarrassed about what I fucking said. So egotistical. Not that I'm not now. Maybe I, you know, I, I'm sure I still have that, but mm, you calmed time, down a little bit. Like uh, I'm just embarrassed. So if you guys read the book and want to give me a zero star review, don't do it. <laughs> I understand. I understand why you would. Just message him privately and tell him he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, do it for real. Fuck. But also at the time when I wrote the book, I didn't write it like knowing what you guys were going to be interested in. It's really interesting. Like hearing you guys talk to us, you kind of help us guide our episodes. You tell us what you want to hear. You tell us what's important to you. You know, I wrote that book with the intentions of like turning fuck boys like I was into better men who were able to talk and communicate. But most of our audience on here is couples that are looking for for advice on how to make a threesome happen. So I guess my demographic is different than what I had anticipated when I wrote the book. So now the new stuff that we're creating, we're also back working on our video course. We were making that like year, like two years ago. 
well, now we have finally have a house that we can actually shoot it in. So the video course is on the way. We will continue to update you guys. Yeah, on we have a lot of really cool content coming up. So make sure you follow us on the Instagram. And our YouTube is about to get populated with some crazy stuff. We have a YouTube? Yeah. Oh my God, I guess I got to follow our just YouTube. Just wait, just wait. Actually, by the time this episode's out, you might see some of that. It might be already out there. Oh so. my God. Okay. Exciting stuff coming, guys. Anywho, next episode's going to be good too. I already have notes. See you guys right, next see week. See ya. You. You.